Welcome to the Dog Spot Podcast with Melanie and Katie, where we're going to talk about everything dogs, especially wellness. That includes dog behavior, forestry grooming, nutrition, and lifestyle tips. This podcast is for general information only. It's not intended for medical advice, diagnostic, or treatment. Make sure to always check with your vet and consult when needed or talk with your pet care specialist for specific advice for your pup. Welcome back! This is episode two where we're going to be talking to you about dental health. Did you know February is the month of dental health prevention? Yeah, guys. So a little bit about in the past when um, when I was working at the vet, at this time of year in February, we used to always uh, talk about dental health and during our consultations, we used to always share to our clients like what can they do to prevent and we used to take extra time for the exam where we're actually looking at the teeth and then explaining to the client like look uh it also i guess depends the vets but the vet we're used to do they used to do like a little promotion if you take the appointment for the dental cleaning right now you're getting a little promo example okay. just to like bring encourage people, the, the encourage, dental health exactly okay. so not only if we're talking at that point about the vet's dental food we'll talk about that later <laughs> but <laughs> You're gonna sign, guys, when we're gonna we laugh about these things now. But <laughs> so we're talking about the dental food. Then we're talking about brushing the teeth. Then we had like chews that we sold at the vet that had ingredients to help clean teeth. Yeah. So obviously, dental uh, vet wise, what we would recommend there. Mm-hmm. But also now at this point, it's more like museo spa like method and the natural methods. What can you do to prevent? to get that cleaning done reason being is because it requires to be under anesthesia yeah for sure that's what i was gonna say actually is our main focus when it comes to dental health is dental prevention because you really want to avoid getting to the point where you're gonna have to go to the vet to get a a cleaning done or removing tartar or removing teeth i'm a vet tech i used to do it when i was there you did the teeth cleaning i did the teeth cleaning wow okay so really it's a vet tech task i would say um, the vet's still there under surveillance. He's o- the vet's always there to. The vet always has to be present. Right. They the only kind of surgery that we're allowed to do if let's say a vet tech goes to do surgery, they're allowed during lab work. If they were working in a lab, they could do surgeries on rats. Okay. Reason being because they're not domesticated. Okay. They're for studies, and then we could do. Uh, surgeries on rats and mice and all that stuff okay when it comes to domestic we're not allowed to do surgery so when it comes to fixing or all these things the vet has to do them but teeth cleaning there's no surgery really we're just cleaning teeth right so the vet's gonna be there to like supervise and if there's gonna be like removing teeth or doing anything in the mouth that requires more of the vet part then they're gonna do it like a surgery yeah but if it's for just the cleaning part and the anesthesia, we do all that part. So you're monitoring while the dog is under anesthesia, the heart rate, the breath, the breathing, everything like that. Exactly. And you're cleaning the tartar off of the teeth. We're cleaning the tartar. So we have like this ultrasonic system that we're cleaning off. So first thing really, we're just making sure that the dog could be under anesthesia mm-hmm. before even do, we're starting healthy, with all that stuff. That they're healthy enough. For exactly. And then afterwards, uh, they're under anesthesia. We prep them. if. Ideally, that's the best thing. We, if we could t- cut the nails, we cut the nails at that point. Why not? And then we're prepping all of our stuff, and then we start doing the cleaning. So then we have like a heat pad also to keep them warm. Mm-hmm. And then on one side, we use our ultrasonic, we clean, then we turn the dog around, we do the other side. 
we do just remove all the plaque, all, all the tartar, all of it. Mm. And then once that's done, we say to the vet, okay, we're good to go. We're ready to, for the next step. So if we need to do an x-ray, we do the x-rays right away okay. of the teeth. Because we can't do x-rays on a dog that's awake. No, that it's makes just, it a little more difficult. <laughs> it's really hard. So we do the x-rays, and then after the x-rays, then we're going to confirm if we have to remove any teeth or not. Okay. And that's the part of the vet that they have to do. So I would think, knowing everything that happens there... That's a big process. It's a big process. And obviously it is expensive. Nowadays, like since I was working there, uh, was it now seven or eight years ago? It was not like... It was not that bad back in the day, but it was still expensive. But now it's like crazy. When clients tell me now, it's not less than a thousand dollars just yeah. for a cleaning. Yeah, and look at the amount of dogs that have issues with their teeth. A lot. Yeah. So what can we do? We could do prevention uh, now. So the vet exam is very important to get it checked. And if the vet just sees that there's teeth to be removed, that they need to go under anesthesia, I would say go for it. It's necessary because if there's any infection in disease or, or yeah. infection or whatnot, it has to be taken care of or yeah. else there's going to be even more teeth later on in three months, six months, 12 months from now that there's going to be more teeth removed. Well, that's what I was going to be say. more expensive. It's, you're, you're not out of the woods. I mean, if the vet recommends you get it done, like you said, get it done. But you can still do preventative methods. You can yeah. still prevent it from happening again. Yeah. So when it comes to, let's say... It's only a cleaning. Let's say there's a lot of plaque, there's a lot of tartar, and the vet said, okay, let's just do the cleaning. Yeah. I would say at this point, we have little tips and tricks that we could try before even going there, just for cleaning. Commit, committing to that whole cleaning. Exactly. So once there's plaque and tartar, there's products out there on the market that could help removing that, yeah. if that's the only issue. If there's disease or teeth to be removed that's a we, whole other story then we have yeah. to they, they have to get it done for sure that's beyond our realm of expertise guys yeah yeah that's for sure so what about groomers there are some groomers that offer teeth cleaning i mean they're not vets they're not vet techs what is within their realm i guess you could say of what can they do as groomers okay so there's two two ways of doing it the how i would do it versus how some do it and I don't really like that method okay so what how I would do it is if somebody asks me can you clean my dog's teeth I'll just brush their dog's teeth I will add products that are gonna help with maybe softening the plaque a little bit and then I'm gonna recommend the clients to, to like tell them to chew more stuff at home yeah but but this is coming from you someone who has vet tech experience you yes. have nutrition experience you have product experience yeah so I would say, guys, just as being, you know, a dog owner myself who doesn't have all of that knowledge is make sure the person who's giving you that advice, that their advice is coming from somewhere of that you can count on. Absolutely. Because the, the teeth shouldn't be something you play with. Yeah. And something that requires, requires to be under anesthesia and some groomers do it, I find that a little fishy. If they do do it, they're going to do it on dogs that are that it's easy yeah because if not my god if the dog can't even accept to have a brush in their mouth i would imagine doing teeth cleaning it's going to be literally impossible yeah so what i would say to clients for like the grooming that i do and they ask me to brush your teeth i mention it to the client by the way i am not removing the plaque and i'm not removing the tartar okay i'm just brushing the teeth and whatever's stuck there i cannot remove it well you can give them information but i could give you information on what i could offer you that will help that or I'm going to recommend to you, hey, I recommend you. I don't like the gums. They're very swollen. 
They the breath smell is not like I recommend you going to see the vet just in yeah, case. For sure. You know? For sure. But I just clean teeth with a brush or I'll add a product that's gonna help with breath temporarily or just cleaning whatever's from that day, from that last 24 hours that's still soft that I could remove. But whatever's been there for three months, six months, one year, five years, I can't remove that. So as a, as um, a groomer, that's the type of work that you can do within within your job. That's what you can do. Before getting into the prevention part, I'm just gonna like more specify on what the other groomer does as a teeth cleaning. Okay. What is the reason why I don't like it and why vets also that know groomers that do it, why they don't like it. They'll use the tools to remove the plaque and the tartar. Unfortunately, they cannot polish the teeth. Okay. So imagine us, we're going to clean our teeth at the dentist and they They use the ultrasonic or they scratch our teeth and then they don't polish. What's going to happen to all those cracks? They that get are filled being... up with food and sugar and products. So then or... what's going to happen? It's going to get even worse. Huh. The plaque afterwards, when it's going to stick, it's so going to stick in all those cracks. It's exposed. It's exposed. Mm-hmm. So that's where vets and I, as a groomer, I don't like that method. Because now we're just ruining the teeth's the Integrity. health. Yeah. The health of the teeth, now it's worse. We're risking the tooth of actually falling out or getting disease or any issues so somewhere where they might have a good intention without considering that yeah because they think oh yeah well it's less expensive than going to the vet under anesthesia of course but can you polish the dog's teeth no you can't you don't have that tool and you can't do it with the dog because obviously that spinning sound is very triggering very very stressful for a dog and they're gonna move so they can't use the ultrasonic or the polishing machine. Yeah, not to mention they're hearing it super close, but all of the nerves they have in their face, yes. in their nose, which you're going to have to touch their mouth. Yeah. That's super sensitive. That's it. So that's where the prevention comes. All right. So let's talk about what kind types of prevention, preventative products, preventative methods. What can we do for prevention? What would you recommend? So the first thing's first. If we could do it and people... Obviously, we do it for ourselves. Huh? We brush our teeth every day. Mm-hmm. Well, technically speaking, we should brush our dog's teeth every day. And is that dependent on the type of food that they eat? Or is that just in general, try and brush every dog's teeth if you can? I would ideally... Um, yeah, for sure there's certain diets like my dogs are on the raw. But I give them a lot of chewing. So mm-hmm. technically speaking, even though, let's say, dogs are on a raw diet, but they don't do a lot of chewing... They can still develop tartar. They can still develop tartar. So if the dog is not chewing, yeah. if he's not a chewer, that you've tried everything to make him chew, or right now you just never offered that to your dog, and then your dog doesn't know what it is and doesn't like it... Might not be interested at first. Might maybe not be interested, and then you're like, I'm trying the chewing, but he doesn't like it. Well, we have no choice. The brushing the teeth is... If really important you have to brush a dog's teeth every day so there are trial and error things that we can do we can start with certain chews we can start with certain bones we can start with different diets and if those are not an option well then we go to teeth cleaning but we also have tooth uh, gel dental gel the animora which is actually uh, if your dog doesn't like getting the toothbrush in their mouth you can actually put that on the food you can rub it on their teeth and it's going to go ahead and it's it's going to work on the tartar. Exactly. So Animora has like a uh, patented uh, formula where there's ingredients with the cranberry and other uh, ingredients also in the formula where it's going to already do the process of cleaning even though there's not the action of the brush 
doing the mechanical part. So if you put it on food, as the dog is chewing their food, that dental gel is being rubbed on their teeth. Exactly. So it's already being effective as it is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if we add the brush to the to the part, it will be more effective. For sure. But let's say the dog hates the brushing. I'm not going to tell you to force, because obviously we're talking about force-free methods here. Yeah. So we're not going to tell you, yeah, force your dog. Like, no, no. Do the process of training to train your dog to brush the teeth. We could go on a step-by-step on how to show you how to do that. But mainly, you could just add it on the food at first. They'll eat it. Afterwards, we're going to start rubbing it in the dog's mouth on her finger. And then after, we're going to start using the brush. So that's an excellent product because not all toothpastes are as effective as Animoha because most of them are going to require the brush. Yeah. Or, or if not, they're just a toothpaste that doesn't really no, do much. There's just flavor and the ingredients to help clean, but you need the action, the mechanical action of the brush yeah, too. And, and guys, I mean, your dog might like the taste of your toothpaste, but if it, they're just eating it, it's not doing much work. Exactly. No, <laughs> they'll just lick it, lick it, lick it. Yummy! It's so good. But the job is not done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's the thing where um, toothpaste. Let's just talk toothpaste first of all. What toothpaste can we use for our dog? We have Animoha that we have talked. Specifically speaking, by doing these uh, Zookismatology class, it, we need a specific toothpaste for pets. With specific ingredients. With specific which ingredients. Which is not the same as our toothpaste. <laughs> we cannot use our toothpaste for the dogs. No. <laughs> so we, what we, ha- what we do is that we brush our teeth and then we spit it out. Dogs can't spit out their toothpaste, so it has to be edible. That's a good point. Right? So I think it's the... Which ingredient? Fluoride? Fluoride. Yeah. So it's the fluoride that they cannot, just they can't swallow it. Which we're finding out, that's not good for us either. It's not good for us either, so yeah. that's another subject. But obviously, it's the dog spa, <laughs> not the human spa. <laughs> Let's focus on the dogs. <laughs> Let's focus on the dogs. So, very important to pick a toothpaste for dogs. Like that, they're gonna like the flavor. Usually there's peanut butter flavor. Bacon. There's beef and chicken. Yeah. Uh, there's vanilla mint, but again, vanilla mint, you just have to make sure that your dog likes that flavor of that mint. Myla used to love it. Yeah? I was very happy when I used to brush her <laughs> brush her teeth and then she would give me kisses after. I'm like, oh wow, your breath smells amazing. <laughs> so there's that. And then Animoha is cranberry. So also another one that actually pretty tastes good for them. They love the taste, most of them. And uh, it smells great. Mm-hmm. So there's that for toothpaste and brush uh, teeth cleaning. Okay, so other than tooth brushing and toothpaste, what else can we do? I know that there's products that help with melting tartar, but there's also ones that help with specifically breath. Now, is the products that are going to help with breath, is it going to tackle tooth health? Or do we have to go a step further? So now let's talk about, now we're talking about specifically, now the dog has plaque, has tartar, what do we do with that? Um... As of what we have in store right now, we're going to talk about those. Or what are the most common ones that actually people talk about? There is kelp. That is a supplement that we could add to the dog's food. Kelp is a plant. It's a plant. It's an algae. Yeah. So the algae is there as an ingredient that is repellent. There's going to have a, a repellent effect on the teeth. Okay. So the plaque is just going to come off. So it's like a protective barrier. Exactly. So, But this is obviously something that you're going to have to do it on a long term. 
It's not like, oh, I'll put kelp today and tomorrow the plaque is For off. For sure. It's going to be something that you're going to have to add every day. It's a supplement. It's a supplement. You have to add it every day. And after a certain point, 30 days, 40 days, 50 days, then it's going to start being effective. And then the plaque is going to eventually slowly, slowly come off. Mm -hmm. Now, what I usually recommend to add effectiveness is to add chewing to that part. Right. So or then brushing. as the kelp does its work after 30, 40 days, as you said, it starts melting and protecting well, then you have the chews to help take off that extra target. Exactly. So it's going to just increase your results. So brushing the teeth or uh, let the dog chew on something. The chewing actually acts as a natural toothbrush. Yeah. So when they're chewing on something, it's rubbing on their teeth. And then it removes the plaque and tartar. I actually got a question about chews then. Okay. If we're giving a chew that's multiple ingredients versus a chew that's one ingredient. Obviously, if we have one ingredient chew that the dogs, you know, they're chewing on it. It's one ingredient that's not so bad. But if you're trying to get rid of tartar and you're using a chew that has multiple ingredients that might have sugars in there, is that going to stick to the teeth? That's a really good question, honestly. Um, obviously, if it's a dental chew that has the ingredients, it might just counter effect at that point mm -hmm. where there's the dental effect where they're going to clean the teeth and then there's the ingredients that are there. They're going to counter the effect as in... Exactly. So let's say now there's carbs in there and then there's all that stuff that sticks to the teeth. Right. And then there's the dental part. It might just cancel them. Each they'll just cancel each other. Okay. Is that bad? No. But this will only work on dogs that have already clean teeth to start with. Right. If let's say the dog already has plaque, already has tartar, those chews are not going to be effective it's at gonna all. They're just going to maintain. Okay. So it's that's something that's important for people to to know too is like what diet does your dog have where what's the tooth and gum health right now yes and what are you using to combat or to treat or prevent further tartar buildup exactly so okay. then after that let's say from there's kelp as an option mm -hmm. uh now we have another one that this is also it's a quebec company uh Bassi plus has created a buco plus for bad breath yep. and they also have created the full treatment so now what's the difference between both? Bad breath is gonna be a 14 day treatment. So let's say your dog has bad breath. Yeah. And you're just saying, well, my issue right now is that my dog has bad breath and I can't smell him anymore. I can't let him kiss me. It's disgusting. This product is gonna be there in 14 days to get rid of the bad breath. And that does that by? So there's enzymes and there's ingredients in there. Uh, there's the eggshell, there's different enzymes, there's like pr a probiotic. Yeah. It's like a specific probiotic with specific bacteria that will go on and kill and target those exactly. bacteria yeah. that make the bad breath. Okay. So technically the bad breath comes from the, on the plaque, on the tartar, that, that makes it smelly. But this is a short-term solution. It's a short-term solution. So if you know with this product that it gets rid of bad breath, that means that the full treatment will be successful for sure yeah so let's say the full treatment is way it's more expensive for sure and you have a 36 day and a 56 day exactly the 35 day is again like a trial like if people again they're scared of the 55 day one and they're like oh my god it's expensive i don't even know if this works we'll try the 35 days and then if you know by 35 days you see a little bit of results, yeah. then you go on and purchase another 35 days and now you're going to do a little bit more than 55. Which I would also say that that's an important reason to consult, you know, either one of us if you're going to come and buy that product here, is we want to know where, what stage your, your dog's gum health and teeth health are at. Absolutely. Right? So either, you know, like 
if we could look at it, the teeth, like uh, the people would come here and store with the dog, and then we're gonna look at it. Or pictures, or anything. Or pictures, like, like if we're doing this by distance, because obviously uh, with this podcast, and we have clients because of the online store, they're purchasing online, they're not necessarily being able to come in store. Mm -hmm. So if they could send us pictures of what the, the mouth looks yeah. like, we could then give them an idea of look. What's the best we, course of action? What's the best course of action? What's your budget? So are we gonna go more with kelp? Are we recommending Bassi Plus? Different steps. Yeah. So bad breath is step one. So now that one specifically has more of the ingredients to get rid of bad breath. So obviously if you keep buying those 14 days, you're just helping the bad breath. You're not removing the plaque and the tartar. You're not doing the full protocol. But now we're getting more on the, the plaque and tartar treatment. Yeah. And now that's going to really melt off all the plaque and the, and the tartar as well. So as you mentioned before too, let's say we do that 35 or 56 day treatment they're going to change the enzymes that are going to break down the tartar on the teeth. Exactly. So we need chewing. Afterwards, technically speaking, I'm again, I'm going to explain to clients if they want optimal results. They don't have to because, again, there's still clients that are going to come to me and be like, what? My dog never chewed his whole life. Yeah. So I would recommend, again, if your dog hasn't chewed, try some e easy chews to start. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start recommending which chews to start with. Yeah. Maybe stuff, stuff that are softer, some things that is more high value, just to get the dog used to it. Yeah. Or then just tell people, well, brush your dog's teeth. Okay. And that's going to help the process. I'm not saying it's, an op it's mandatory because the product on its own with the dog eating its food, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off. Okay. It's just that it's way more effective if there's something that's going to rub on the plaque and the tartar and it's going to just It's going to speed up off. the process. Exactly. All right. So we covered kelp we covered basi plus we covered animara and we covered teeth cleaning now there are a few other things that we can do to provide optimal dental health to our pets uh we talked a little bit about dental chews before we're going to go a little bit more into depth with it now but we're also going to talk about dental food so what consists of dental food exactly okay so let's talk about dental food specifically and then we're going to go on different diets and how it affects plaque and tartar on the teeth awesome because all diets are going to affect like in, the accumulation in different, different ways yeah. exactly so now dental food now obviously first things first dental food the first one that was ever created was at the vet it's a specific food that they're going to have bigger chunks okay it's a kibble that is just bigger sized kibble where they say mechanically speaking it acts as a toothbrush because it's so big that it's going to rub on the dog's teeth and clean the dog's teeth at the same time that he's eating. Is that the only feature that can, makes it a dental food? Well, there's still somewhat of ingredients in it that will kind of clean the teeth, but yes, their main selling point, how they explained it to us in school and at the vet during the uh, conferences is that they said because of the size and the fact that it's gonna rub on the teeth, it's gonna clean the teeth. Okay. So it acts like a toothbrush, it's a replacement. Now, we have seen, I have seen, so the thing with dental food, and then there's another one we're going to talk about. There's MA Kitchen, that's a more natural version, that is similar to Bessie Plus. We're going to talk about that after. But what's going to happen is that when we were working there, and I wasn't working there very long. I mean, we, I was working there three years and nine months. Is that not all dogs that were on the dental food had perfect teeth. Mm -hmm. Where they still had pluck and tartar, some of them. Maybe not everybody, but some of them had. And this could have be affected by treats that they're eating. 
other foods that they're eating if they're eating canned food or no mm-hmm. uh etc so if the dog like let's say somebody's very strict and they only feed the dental food chances are their teeth are not going to be that bad you're going to get some results is there still going to be some plaque and tartar on it probably yes because it's a kibble kibble it will have some accumulation of plaque and tartar yeah but maybe instead of having a teeth cleaning at the vet every year it's going to be maybe once every maybe once twice three times in the dog's lifetime yeah that the dog's going to require being under anesthesia and if you're lucky and your dog has good chewing habits and you're giving them the right kind of treats maybe you're going to avoid that vet visit altogether exactly so that's where we're coming from at this point where we're trying to explain that what's your combo (laughs) what's the combo like at this point now with ma kitchen it's the same concept ingredients where they're going to have the eggshell and uh, different enzymes and different ingredients that have that are going to affect the total digestion of the dog okay and if the dog eats this most i think the guy explained it to me is up over 70 or 80 percent of its diet is this food it's going to keep the dog's teeth clean really exactly but now if that's not 80 percent of his diet the plaque and tart is going to start to accumulate uh-huh. so there's nothing magical about dental food dental food if the dog's going to start eating other types of treats and stuff that it's going to stick to the teeth and uh, canned food and all that stuff i keep repeating canned food guys it's literally mushy yeah. and gooey sticky. and it's sticky it sticks to the teeth yeah. And there is ingredients in there. It's not just... If it would be just 100% meat canned food, it wouldn't be that bad. Well, we actually have the Pure Bites canned food. That is one ingredient. It's still it's still canned. It's still it's soft. Still, yes. But it is one ingredient. Absolutely. So, obviously, those cans are going to be not as bad yeah. as with, let's say, there's grains and other fruits and vegetables. Any carbs related, those things are way more sticky. And those yeah. are usually the... Th- the ingredients that have more bad bacteria that will create the plaque and tartar. Well, those carbs are going to break down into sugar. So if we're talking, yeah, so if we're talking, let's say we have proteins, we have fats, we have carbs. Protein and fats are not necessarily going to be those that are creating much of the plaque and tartar. Mm-hmm. It's the carbs. Yeah. Even for us. Yep. Uh, so that's pretty much about dental food. There is the vet one. Like I said, it's more of a mechanical movement. Yeah. But if the dog eats only that, that's where it's going to be the most effective. Same thing for MA Kitchen. But if you start giving other stuff to your dog and the dog's not chewing and doing other things at the same time, those foods are not necessarily effective for keeping their their teeth clean. So what I'm noticing here is there's kind of a repetitive, something that we're repeating a few times here. It all depends on A, what's the dental health currently of your dog? Yes. B what's the protocol you're going to use what's your combo what kind of food are you already giving and what what are you going to add what are you going to add specifically to target dental health absolutely okay so now we want to talk about chews we're talking about chews so chews in general we're going to really recommend there's dental chews for starters like whimsies like red barn like a lot of those other brands also that we don't really recommend because of all the fillers, all the preservatives, and all the bad ingredients, like dentistics, like, uh, what's that other popular one? Greenies. Greenies, oh my god, Myla used to give so many greenies back in the day. I stopped giving those, even though she loved them. Mm. But I started giving that name to something else. Every time she had a chew, I said, you want your greenie? <laughs> even though it was not a greenie, I was faking it, and she still loved it. So we recommend as a 
store that focuses on wellness we want to give the most natural stuff as possible so we're going to go with one ingredient choose so anything that's natural that exists in nature so it could be feet it could be muscles it could be tendons wings anything that comes from the animal the bully stick there's all of those chews that are natural they don't have any other ingredient that could be harmful to them and at the same time this is helping them clean their teeth absolutely so the dental chews is it effective it's gonna people tell me like yeah i give whimsies does that work of course there's ingredients in there that are going to help clean the teeth just like it's a replacement of brushing the teeth but it's not a magical solution it's not a magical solution but what i have to say you have to give one every day that's the trick with these products it has to be consistent and it is going to be expensive yeah in the long run so maybe what i'm thinking is instead of just buying whatever product that says dental is maybe do a little bit more research and find out why and what are the ingredients and what's it going to do what's it going to target because spending money here and there for things that say they're dental but you're you know look at all the things we just spoke about yeah well it's a lot of marketing like it's gonna say dental so you're gonna say like oh my god my dog's teeth is gonna be amazing and its breath is gonna be amazing but now are are there any harmful ingredients in there that are gonna maybe affect his health maybe cause a disease cause a stress cause inflammation even the the chews some of them being too hard for certain dogs with certain teeth conditions absolutely there's gonna be other people they're gonna talk about is the chewing have any choke hazards is it also uh, gonna break the dog's teeth so me what one of my um, fellows in the industry they said uh, actually it was a an agronome she that's where I taught nutrition from she was my teacher and she said you know what I always talk about prevention Mm -hmm. she also feeds her dogs raw and gives a lot of chewing raw bones and she said you know what my dog breaks a tooth i prefer my dog having a broken tooth than having a lot of plaque and tartar and having so many health issues you know so i i thought the same thing i said you know what it happens maybe if my dog's too much of a hard chewer has a broken tooth okay i'll just deal with that the dog could live without one uh, one of the tooth he has all of these other teeth in his mouth to chew well as you mentioned earlier too if there are plaque and tartar it's coming from somewhere, right? It's coming from the gut. And it's something that shouldn't be there in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Because so the wolves, the coyotes, all canines in the wild, they don't have dentists out there. And they're fine. Yeah. They live their whole life. Seven, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen years. Nobody's cleaning their teeth. Yeah. How come? Because they're carnivores. And by eating meat and eating everything that they need from an animal, it's not causing plaque and tartar. Yeah. It's the human industry and the society of what we're eating and what we're giving to our dogs that is causing these issues right now. Yeah, absolutely. So dental chews is not my first recommendation. I recommend more of those one ingredient chews. It's a combo solution. It's a combo (laughs) solution. So what I would say, ideally speaking, raw diet would be the one that causes the less uh, plaque and tartar. Obviously, if people are still giving treats, they're still giving other stuff at home let's say they're giving fruits and like fruits and veggies the dog is still gonna create a little bit of that plaque and tartar yeah so again now if you're adding the raw bones because now the dog is used to already that diet so he could eat the raw bones yeah the raw bones are the thing that's gonna be the best number one to clean their teeth and it's not the most expensive no one way Really, really, it's really like because people are gonna tell me, man, if I have to give a bully stick to my dog every day, I'm gonna freaking go broke. And they're getting more and more expensive. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And now, obviously, we do have other options like collagen. That's a new thing now that just came out. That's much cheaper than a bully stick and it longer lasts longer. Lasting. Yeah. But again, it's still all natural dehydrated chews that are still somewhat expensive. Yeah. Like, if we have to give one every day, it's becoming pricey. Now we have to buy the dog's food. We have to buy all of these things that the dog needs. And now, on top of it, we need chews as well. Whereas, if you look at chicken necks, you get a bag of chicken necks for 10 bucks, you're set for a few weeks. Well, I guess it depends on your For breed. a small dog, obviously, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. So, or the other solution I would recommend is go to your butcher. Hmm. They're just throwing those bones out. Nobody's using those. That's a good point. So just go to your butcher and ask, hey, do you have any scraps or things that you could give me or sell to me? And remember too, guys, if you're going to be giving raw bones and your dog is on a kibble diet and never had a raw bone before, this is a whole other realm that you need to discover first, that you need to find out about. Either consult with us first uh, because there could be any issues of vomiting or diarrhea. Uh, because of the acidity of the stomach that's not used to raw, some dogs, like, they're lucky and it goes really fine. And people tell me, yeah, my dog's on kibble and eats raw bones, no problem. But some of them have a sensitive stomach and it won't work. So we have to check with us first to see how we could do the change. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to consult because every dog is different, just like every human's different. We all tolerate different things, We all in different ways. Your dog's the same. You know, there are some dogs that are going to love to choose, some that won't. Absolutely. So now we had the vet food. We had, well, the dental food. We talked about raw food and raw bones. We talked about dehydrated chews, dental chews. Now other types of diets that's out there on the market. Freeze-dried is a alternative to raw. Unfortunately, is more expensive than raw. Yeah. Again, if you're adding water to it, because you have to add water to those diets... Is pretty much the same thing like raw. So again, those foods are going to be not the worst for the teeth as well. They're going to be good. Again, we recommend the chewing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than that, we have dehydrated. Now we're going down the line where I'm telling you, the more I'm going down the list, the more plaque and tartar will go on the teeth. Yeah. So now we have dehydrated food. Then we have uh, gently cooked. If we're making a homemade recipe, depending on the ingredients you're putting, obviously, if the diet has mostly carbs unfortunately at this point then you're gonna start you're gonna yeah exactly so then more brushing or more chewing has to happen because of all those carbs that are there and it's not to say guys that these are all they're bad we're not saying they're bad just expect more maintenance yeah exactly for the dental health yeah we're going down the line with which will cause more accumulation of it yeah in the long term so after the dehydrated and the gently cooked then we're gonna go for kibble then we're gonna go with canned food yeah canned food being the worst necessarily because it's very liquidy very sticky it's wet food obviously and because of the ingredients that are in it that makes it so sticky if a dog eats that every day i highly highly recommend you have to brush a dog's teeth you have to give a lot of chewing because that dog's gonna have bad breath and that dog's gonna lose all his teeth is literally guaranteed and you know what i think of when you're saying that cha-ching 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 that's gonna cost money (laughs) yeah very you're gonna have to go to the vet and things are only getting more expensive guys so when we're talking about dental health dental health prevention prevention will definitely be more uh, less expensive than doing all of those dental cleanings at the vet 
and removing all these yeah. teeth because man i'm telling you removing teeth is very expensive yeah. they charge per minute and it's not just you know yes it's the the financial aspect of it but look at the behavioral aspect the traumatic aspect putting your dog through that Under can bring a whole bunch of other issues absolutely and then also the other thing of also at some point uh, like i said i would prefer my dog to have one broken tooth yeah now let's say Eventually, the dog's on a diet that has plaque and tartar and needs to get all these teeth removed because of disease. Now the dog has no more teeth. What are you going to eat? What is he going to eat? So obviously, he could still eat a raw diet because the raw diet inside is already all grounded up. And even the bones could be finely, finely, finely ground all yeah. to even a powder. There's some companies it's all the way to a powder. So the dog could literally just swallow it. I mean, paired with, with bones, because the oh, raw yeah, food is such limited ingredient, we know exactly what the dog's eating. Uh, so we can kind of already assume how much carbs are in there if that's going to affect tartar absolutely a lot less but we're talking about the fact of the dog not having teeth anymore let's say oh. we're to the point where the dog has no more teeth yeah. well it could still eat the raw food yep. with finely ground bones yep. if not the dog has to eat canned food and, and that's at the bottom of the list here it's at the bottom of the list but now there's no more teeth for plaque and tartar so we're limited with choices <laughs> so now that there's not going to be no more accumulation of plaque and tartar you're going to be like yippee but i'm just saying canned food do you know how expensive it is that's true it's cheap uh, when you're buying one here and there but if you're feeding only canned food it often enough we're going to always say like you want to vary your your pet's diet mm -hmm. you're going to be like okay well add some canned food or something soft so that let's say your dog's on kibble his whole life then at the end when he's a senior he gets sick the vets give canned food what if your dog hates it he has to be force-fed yeah that's not fun yeah so, again another uh, stressful experience yeah exactly Potentially. so so at this point it's like imagine that your dog gets to the point of having no more teeth and then is forced to eat canned food and doesn't like it and it's expensive that yeah. will suck if you have to force feed your pet yeah at, at, at the end of its life we don't want that no we're talking about wellness so like we literally went from a to z of what situations could happen dental wise and ideally speaking if we could prevent all these things from happening one obviously we could save a lot of money yeah and second of all your dog's gonna be the healthiest happiest dog because dogs love chewing yep and the dogs love the raw diet yep they won't have bad breath yep won't have plaque and tartar, so you won't have to buy all these treatments. Yep. So, win-win. <laughs> Win-win-win. And that's what we want, guys. We want a happy, healthy dog, right? So that's it for today, guys. When we talked about dental health, all you need to know about dental health, dental prevention for the month of February. If you have any questions, concerns, things that you want to have discussed, feel free to contact us. Our next podcast will be about immunity immunity and spring is coming what are things that you should do before spring all of the things supplements products springtime is big for allergies for a lot of dogs so we want to make sure we give you all the tools that you need to have that covered absolutely so thanks for listening uh don't forget to share with your family and friends uh share the episode tag muso spa uh, on um, on your stories so that other people could listen to this as well. We are really happy about sharing all of this information with you guys and helping as many pups as possible. And uh, we'll see each other next time. Bye. Bye bye.